0: what's going on guys welcome back to the namaste podcast today on the podcast i have bo pinto in the house yeah bo pinto is a social media influencer coach a public speaker and as he refers to himself as a not funny comedian bo can you tell (laughs) us what is that about i think you're pretty funny
1: Uh, i think (laughs) yeah i think just being funny is subjective though and so you know um I think also I laugh harder at my jokes than anyone else. So
0: That's you know, me, though. Yeah. Didn't you always used to tell me that uh, that you loved that I always just laughed at myself? I swear that was you. <laughs> probably. <yeah. laughs> Bo and I actually met in 2009, a long, oh long God. time ago, right? Flashbacks. Uh-huh. We uh, went to university together. He was actually the first friend that I ever had at Ryerson. Did you uh, know that? Yeah, yeah. 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 I was saying that you were probably the first one, too. Yeah, I'll never forget. It was orientation, and I saw him, and no one else in that entire group was clearly as outgoing as we were and i just <laughs> <laughs> i feel like we were the most you know tentative and we yeah. you know would talk we talked in the group while well, everyone else was quiet so mm-hmm. i was immediately drawn to your energy and we've just yeah. been friends ever since we're like so. drama buddies you know? yeah it's
1: like hey you're just as excited as
0: me <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah so yeah we've been friends for a long time and so i just really wanted to have them on the podcast we've had a lot of really cool spiritual chats in the past we both are very similar in terms of always having goals and um, Mm -hmm. wanting to you know better ourselves in life so let's just jump into it so um, you talked about pain and adversity making you stronger in one of your I think it was an Instagram post okay Mm -hmm. and um, I actually talked about in a past podcast about how this you know the saying the struggle is real Mm -hmm. and I was talking about how literally the struggle is real and how we need to just accept it and how in the acceptance of it it can make us find a little bit more joy in the process Mm -hmm. and um, I was just curious on perhaps the adversity that you've experienced maybe you could tell us a little bit about that and how you overcame it
1: Mm. I mean well Gotta Narrow it down, I guess a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, yeah, well, I know
0: it's a bit vague, but uh, yeah, yeah. tell me an experience of maybe something that has uh, come in your, come into your path that, that really hit you strong and yeah, that helped maybe shape you and how you, yeah. I would probably (laughs) say
1: like the, the biggest thing for me, um, in, in my journey of entrepreneurship was the process of. Uh, at one point, while still running my business, while still maintaining a brand, while still maintaining a public reputation, uh, having to go eat at uh, homeless shelters. Oh, wow. Um, I oh remember like at one point, I, didn't know um, that. I would call uh, I would call the bank. I called TD Bank and uh, at like three o'clock in the morning, just like starving and, and calling them asking, like, can you please refund me my monthly fee? <gasps> like, it's only $14, but like that $14 would help me eat today and oh uh and i remember God, they actually bro. just did it because they just felt so bad you know <gasps> um and then uh and then yeah like there was a lot of times where i just like wasn't making enough money and uh you know i would go and i'd be i'd go into the shelter and, and there was a youth shelter at the time so you know um i go and i sit down with all the other people there and you could see everyone else there was really struggling and i felt like you know i wasn't struggling to the same capacity mm-hmm. um but like you know i was still going through my version of that and i just went in there i sat down quietly i ate my food and i left right away you know and got back to work
2: mm-hmm.
1: um but i think the you know what was interesting about that was that uh that was something that really for me was kind of like the lowest of the low it was like well i mm-hmm. had you know i was basically just paying for my tiny tiny basement apartment off of you know uh welfare you know and mm-hmm. uh and then the money that i did have left i didn't have enough to eat so i would eat at the shelter and um you know it was it was tough, but at the same time, now today, when, you know, last month, my business made more money than any job that I've ever had, um, wow. you know, to be able to look back at that, um, it makes you think like, well, what's the worst case scenario? You know, people always get into business and they think like, well, I don't want to get into business cause it's a risk. I'm like, well, what's the risk? Like, what is the worst case scenario? Hmm. It's like, well, I could, I could go hungry. I could be homeless. Right. Hmm. And I thought, well, in my worst case scenario, when things were the lowest of the low, you know, I used government assistance to pay for a tiny little apartment, a house. So I was able to house myself. Uh, There was resources available to help me eat. And if I wasn't, couldn't go there, I would visit family or friends or whatever. And then just Mm -hmm. be like, hey, can I eat eat the leftovers at your house? Right. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, now today, um, as a result, uh, you know, it's this this feeling of almost like Um, I don't want to say like, uh, like I want to say like, uh, it's, it's impossible for me to, to get down now, but, Mm -hmm. um, or that I'm like invincible. I want, I don't want to use that word, but, um, it's, it's the feeling of feeling invincible where it's like, you know, people will come to you and be like, well, this could happen. And what about this? And it's like, Man, there's I've been through it and there is absolutely nothing that can stop me. I feel as a result of that situation that even in the worst of times, my my mind has freed itself. It's <laughs> free now to think and get out of any situation. You could put me in prison, you could put me in a in a in a uh, you know, containment camp of some kind and 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 my mind would still be free. That's one thing that no one can ever take from me now.
0: Jesus. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know this about you. Uh-huh. That, you know what? That's a crazy story, and it's almost identical to J.K. Rowling's story. Do you know her, her oh, yeah. story?
1: Not not totally, no. Yeah,
0: there's a, a funny... Um, it's... Not, not funny, but it's, a, <laughs> it's a, a BBC production. I don't know if you've ever funny, seen... Funny, interesting,
1: not funny. F- uh-huh. Well, yeah, no,
0: no, I meant it's funny because BBC is usually like quite low budget. And I'm, that's what I mean by funny. Um, her story is not funny, of course, but her, um, it's so similar in the fact that she was always scared <clears throat> of failing. And um, she she couldn't get a job and she wanted to be a writer and she couldn't get a job. And so she went to Portugal in order to um, to to she she got a job there to teach English. OK. okay? And there she met uh, a guy whom she ended up marrying and having a kin with. And mm. unfortunately, he ended up being quite abusive and she mm. had to leave. Yeah. And so she fleed the country and, and went to Scotland where her sister was. And she had no money. And this one year old and she for a whole life, she had been dreading being at this point where she had literally no money and she had to be on welfare and same like it's Mm -hmm. very similar to your story and Mm -hmm. anyways that's when she when she had finally hit that point that's when she started to just do things that brought her joy and that's when she wrote Harry Potter and that yeah and I get shivers every time I think about it and there's um there's a little book that she actually put out it was she did a Harvard like a commencement speech of some sort yep. I think it was Harvard and she put out a little book talking about this as well and um, talking about how once you hit that low sometimes it's freeing almost because then you then you think okay well nothing's lower than this <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. you know <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and exactly. it's been
0: uphill for her ever since yeah, yeah. wow incredible story you know and i just realized we didn't actually talk about your business so Mm -hmm. why don't we just like briefly talk about that so butterfly influence it's called right yeah so just tell us a bit about that
1: well uh Mm -hmm. the name came from like a variety of different places um first of all uh when i was doing working at telus uh, doing b2b sales there uh, i was there for about three months, and. On a variety of occasions i got caught being on social media and it was like a problem and (laughs) uh, my manager basically sat me down one day and was like listen like this is the final straw either you quit or we're firing you because we've had enough of you constantly being on social media oh my gosh so like almost right as that happened this like butterfly like flew by behind her head and that for me butterfly is like an omen for transformation and spiritual growth and stuff so Yeah. Uh, Right. As that happened, I looked at her, I was like, no offense, but I don't give a F about cell phones, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like, and, uh, and, and, and yeah, I left and I think I had like a thousand bucks from a tax return, like just in my savings account. And, uh, that lasted me for a couple months and I just made it happen. I started doing it and got one client, got another one and, you know, through word of mouth ended up growing. Um, But over the time, and like it was originally called Bo Pinto Marketing, so how I got the name Butterfly Influence was just like I realized that we were taking people who were brand new in the industry, we were taking people who who started with nothing, so I called them like their caterpillars. Mm-hmm. And we take those caterpillars and we turn them into social butterflies. We take them and it. turn them to a point where they can be free. And and, um, and I think the the main reason, you know, in, any entrepreneur should get into business is because they feel like they're helping someone. And I think the best way that you can help somebody is to identify some of the, the, the strongest pains that you've had mm-hmm. and how you've healed those pains. then how to heal that pain in others. Because if you heal your own pain, that's one thing. But if you take the same healing that you've used and heal that pain in other people, then it can be even more healing for you and it can benefit other people at the same time. So when I was a kid, um, you know, I, you know, just like I I guess it was a pretty typical situation. But, you know, my um, my sister and I had different dads and I didn't know that right, Um, until I was about, like, 12, so basically, like, my entire life, uh, you know, I would listen to these fights and these arguments, and I just had no idea what was going on, it was just constant, like, this constant battle and these arguments, Um, and, like, to the point where I would listen to screaming so much that, like, I would have drawings underneath my bed frame because I just spent so much time under there, and I would, like, try to talk to people, and I remember having dreams of, like, you know, we're getting deep here cause, but I'm talking like, this is the type of pain that, you know, you almost need to, to think about. For sure. Um, you know, I would spend so much time under there and I would try to like tell my parents stuff. And I remember having dreams of like me trying to shout to them and like, be like, Hey, like, I'm getting hurt. I'm like, something's happening to me. This vampire was like biting my neck, but they were too busy arguing that they couldn't see. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, for my entire life, basically, I felt like my voice didn't matter. I felt like the things that I had to say weren't important. Um, and then when I finally discovered social media, it was that opportunity for me to, um, you know, build a community around myself, right. And build a community around Uh, the things that were important to me and for the first time i felt like my voice actually mattered i felt like it influenced people and that was one of the most beautiful experiences for me (laughs) you know um and so you know that would be one of the things that i wanted to to do to help people in my life um and then also another interesting experience was that i went to this high school this art high school where i was you know for drama as you know i went to
0: one too did you know that no which one yeah wexford school for the arts Mm. yeah which one do you go to
1: okay i went to uh, cothor park
0: okay yeah, that's funny Mississaga. that's yeah. weird yeah. I mean of course we did though <laughs> no, <yeah>. so dramatic
1: <laughs> yeah exactly no it's in our nature um <laughs> but it's funny because I went there and for the first time going to Kothra it was the first time I really felt like uh like I got there and I, I didn't felt feel annoying anymore like when I was in grade seven and eight it was like I was the annoying kid and then when I got there it was like everyone else is annoying. Like, this is amazing. I totally know this
0: feeling, man. (laughs) I constantly feel like that all the time because of my voice. I feel like, like half the people love me and half the people think I'm a friggin' annoying person. Yes.
1: That's the thing. Like, and no matter who you are, no matter what your opinions, no matter, you know, what your thoughts on on the world are, there's going to be somebody who absolutely agrees with you. There's going to be someone who hates what you do. Right. Totally. Yeah. So, um, I went to this other school just for a semester right after. And I remember walking in and seeing all these kids playing magic cards. I don't know if you've ever seen magic cards. It's basically like Mm -hmm. Pokemon cards with a bigger like worldwide uh, uh, traction. Sounds fun though. Well, yeah, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) anyways, I went into this cafeteria looking around and I see all these kids playing magic cards. And I just thought to myself, like, wow, what a bunch of nerds, you know? (laughs) And then, but then I looked around, I was like, wait, I'm the only one who's not a nerd. Like mean, so who's the real loser here, yeah. you know? And I realized that, that being cool is not a, a st- set of like, you know, traditional standards. It's just a matter of what's the value that you bring to your community. Totally. And you know, are are you are you able to bring that to your community and are you involved in that community? And that's what I had when I was in Cothra. So for my business and how that applied was like, you know, what what I say that Butterfly Influence does is that we help people amplify their voice, right? We help them give them a voice back to, if and, you know, if someone told them to shut up or someone told them it wasn't worth it. We give them that voice back. We help them build a community around what they do. And then we help them earn money with that so that they can actually you know, do what they love and not have to keep going like, okay, well, I'm going to do this for a month, but then I have to go back to my real job. It's like, no, you're here to do what you love. You're here to bring your highest gift to the world. And so I want to, I wanted to create a company that facilitated that. All of those things.
0: Wow. Damn. Jeez. Uh-huh. So I had so many things that went through my head as you were talking and <laughs> completely blank now. Well, I mean <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, I, I mean obviously I I, um, I had very I mean we're we're so similar. I've I've had so many Um, similar experiences in terms of feeling like I don't have a voice for a lot of my life and actually throughout a lot of my relationships and most recently I've discovered that I think a lot of my problems in my romantic relationships come from the fact that I have always been insecure about my voice so I haven't been speaking my truth Mm -hmm. and all just and also with girls and I think maybe specifically with girls because I was somewhat bullied with girls when I was a younger um, kid Mm -hmm. but yeah, that's been my uh, that's been my journey too and mm-hmm. and um through acting and performing and through Cricket Live I've just I found a bit more of my voice as well. And yeah, and it's I think blossom. you're right. I think through social media, literally through um pushing myself with m- just love by Melissa, uh, jokes. <laughs> I don't think I've thought I've talked much about that on here, but anyways, um, through the just love idea and, um, you know, trying to spread love like that gave me more of my voice and purpose because, you know, mm-hmm. it helped me, um, yeah, just want want to spread a little bit more love, and I do feel like I just grew up in an atmosphere that lacked a lot of love. There was so much, so so many people always constantly judging, and I know that that's a human instinct to judge, but I think I I don't know I was constantly surrounded by people that are very judgy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know those yeah, people, the, yeah. And so I I think um, yeah, and I that that's what I, f- I, f- I want to create for other people is yeah, yeah to help them. because we get th- an we get thrown
1: like. into these communities and that's the problem. Like with high school, it's like you're just around the people in your area. you can't control that. You yes. Know? Whereas yeah. with social media, you kind of build your own community surrounding you so that you basically you yeah. become the queen or the king of your queen or kingdom.
0: Yeah. Right? <laughs> people call me the gold queen. There
1: you go. That's <laughs> do it. There I there have my crown in here? Oh I do <laughs> <Darn> it. <laughs> awesome.
0: All right. So now is the time where I want to give out some special shout outs for some of my big supporters. So shout out to Lindsay Says and Raymond Fumara, longtime huge supporters of Just Love by Melissa and the Namaste podcast and just all of my adventures in general. You guys bloody well rock. And uh, to Earthling, I I think your name is Audio Acoustics on Earthling. On iTunes, you left a wonderful review. Thank you so much for that. To Carl MZ, you know who you are. Thank you for that, Jack. Um, who else do we have C dot my face and then we have eyes um, R and X you guys are the ones that left actual little reviews as well as gave me five star reviews on um, iTunes and I so appreciate man so if you end up giving me a five star review on iTunes or if you like on SoundCloud take a screenshot I want to personally thank you send it to me I, I want to know who you are because I truly appreciate all this support man I'm, s- I'm so little <laughs> at this point and Um, all the love and support just means the world to me. So truly from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much to everybody who has made the effort to do that so far. Hey guys. So I have to interrupt this recording to let you know that unfortunately I had a little computer malfunction with my original podcast with Bo. So what you first listened to was a little bit of the first podcast. And unfortunately the rest of it got deleted from my computer. (laughs) I don't know how. It was a very frustrating and sad day because, man, was it a great talk. However, I got him to come back in and we recorded a talk for the second time. And so what you are going to listen to right now is we start talking about anxiety and whether people have always suffered with major anxiety like they do now. Is anxiety just a habit that we can change? So right now you're going to hear Bo's thoughts on this.
1: I don't know. I think that this is and I've, and I've dived really, really deep into this yeah. this topic before, because um, like if we go back like thousands of years. Right. You know, um, we and we talk about the constant progression and constant progress and what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, every time human beings evolve, it's to one new level of safety. Right. So when we first started out, we were in the in the in the savannah with lions and, you know, like real predators that we had to worry about. Right. And then and then we got to living in the trees, which gave us a little bit more safety so that we could then, you know, take time and energy to build our intelligence and things like that. Once we did that, we were able to get homes. Once we were able to get homes, then we were able to stay away from, you know, and use language and things like that to stay away from like predators and let people know, like we can think ahead in advance where most animals can't do that. So this process of constantly getting new levels of safety um, has allowed us to progress, right? And um, what happens, though, is that once we get to a point where there's no actual physical danger anymore, our bodies are still hardwired to recognize danger and stress and, and, and things like that, right? But now that we're on a level where there's no physical threats, it's like, our minds are becoming the threats to the point where it becomes almost a physical threat because people are gonna go and kill themselves and things like that, right? Wow, that is very interesting. So so now we're still fighting the same battles as if we were fighting a lion or we were fighting, you know, you know, something on those lines, but we're doing it in a mental uh, in a mental realm, right? So and and those anxiety like it's interesting too because dogs, cats, you know, animals and stuff like that, they don't have any understanding of things that are beyond what they can see in front of them. Right. Humans are the only ones that are allowed to that, that, that have the ability to recognize these intangible concepts. You can't explain God to a dog. Right. You know, you can't explain, uh, you know, um, having an affair to uh, to a bird. They're not going to get it. You know what I'm saying? Right. This is mental things that we're dealing with. We're, we're, we're playing in a different realm now. The same. Process that we need to recognize our dissatisfaction and recognize our pain so that we can progress is no longer on a physical plane It's on a spiritual plane, right? So we need to then still recognize that you know that there's purpose in the warriors of our past right when we were born When we have these warriors in our ancestors people who went to war people who you know were struggling on on that massive level those things were inherently built into us so that when we get to this level of progression on the spiritual plane that we're able to deal with it like warriors but in a different capacity we're not dealing with the same physical things we're fighting now for our mental uh uh, problems that we're dealing with that's probably a bad way to put mental problems (laughs) but like you know what i mean right um so it's a different fight now and i think that it's still the same dangers that we faced before people are still at the at the risk of literally dying because they're killing themselves at a much greater level we have much much better circumstances today than we did a hundred years ago. And the suicide rates are way up. And ironically, the suicide rates are way up, not necessarily for people in, in, in oppressed cultures who are, who are struggling. Suicide rates are way up for like rich people, right? Because they don't have any physical threats going on, but their biology is still attuned to that, to that need for being a warrior. Right. Oh, just my thoughts. I've thought about this thoroughly. And on top of that, we have so much more things nowadays. We have, like, you know, medication that people are using to numb their pain rather than deal with it. You know, we we, we have, um, you know, social services that allow people to uh, uh, live without actually, like, just, I would say, exist rather than just live. You know, they have everything paid for and there's no purpose and whatever. They're literally just there to consume. And when you when you're living in this world that is now becoming more and more spiritually inclined, like, if you're not living in the natural laws of the universe, if you're not growing constantly, like back in the day, you had to get up and grow. Literally, you had to go up and grow, grow food, and right. you know, move to survive. Yeah. These people who are in, who are currently surviving, are not worried about killing themselves because they're faced with death every day, right? But it's these people who are now in this position where they don't have any physical threats that they're they're out and and they're not. Their biggest problem is that they're not in line with the natural laws of the universe. Of, of growth and purpose and there's people who are not finding purpose so when then when they have those problems they go to the doctor and the doctor says oh it's a chemical imbalance well, like absolutely it's a chemical imbalance because your body is designed to be a signal of truth for you so it's going to imbalance your chemicals when things are not going right for you right i went to the psychiatrist the other day he says how's your anxiety and i was like my anxiety is fine because now when i have anxiety i know it's because of something Right? And I know it's for a reason. And so I deal with it. If I don't deal with that anxiety and I try to suppress anxiety, it turns into depression because it's depressing that energy. What people don't realize is that we have an average, the average person has like something like, I forget how many, but like multiple hydrogen bombs worth of energy in their body. And the only way to release that energy is through creative expression. So if you're not singing, if you're not drawing, if you're not doing what you love every day, you're building up with what, with, with what would literally feel like the power of God is exploding out of you. And if anyone who's ever felt real anxiety or an anxiety attack, that's what it feels like. It feels like God is inside your chest exploding out of you, right? That's a really interesting picture. For, like, it definitely feels that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, I mean, that, that's my thoughts is that like, we're, in a, we're in an age right now that's constantly suppressing it. And um, rather than just dealing with it, and we're not recognizing the advancements that we've made on, on a spiritual level. And, uh, and people are not able to take the creativity that is within them and to express it for a variety of reasons. Either they're numbed out from watching too much TV, or they're on medication that's stopping them, or they don't have the upbringing. You know, yeah, all this stuff, right? It's unfortunate.
0: I think there's a reason why coloring books have become popular in the last while. The or adult
1: ones, too. That, yeah. That's what I mean, the adult yeah, yeah. coloring
0: books. And uh, a, a lot of people are getting back into scrapbooking and crafty things. And I think it's
2: hmm. for
0: creative expression. We all need an outlet. Because we're all mm-hmm. creative beings, right? So yeah, you um, need that,
1: that outlet for that energy to be released. Yeah, because it's replenished every day, right? right. You, like people talk. If you look at like sort of the, the 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 Christian beliefs, a lot of it is like you are made in you are made. You're not. You are. We are not the creators, but you're made in the eyes in the image of the creator. Right. Right. And so you know, it's like we are not God. We don't have the the ultimate infinite power of god but we have the power of creativity hmm. we are made in essence we are creators in our essence and it's so important that we use those skills in whatever way possible it doesn't mean that somebody has to paint or sing or draw right you know like i get creativity out of building a business right, right. i get creativity. certainly you know, yep. some people get creativity out of you know balancing rocks whatever it is that you know is your thing do yeah. that. Right?
0: Yeah. I like having conversations like this with people.
1: Love it. You know, <laughs> before
0: starting this podcast, I would have coffee with people and have these conversations. And then I thought, you know what? I love these conversations and I want to start recording them because I bet other people would too. There you go. Yeah. And it's all a form of creative expression for sure. Right. And, and you know, that's why talk therapy is very popular because it's an emotional release. Right. Mm hmm. Cool. Okay. Personally. Well, I'm intrigued as to, you know, when you feel very anxious and you get, you know, anxiety attacks and whatnot, like what, what do you do personally? What's, so you said you create, is, is it that you specifically just put your heart into your business when you, when you're feeling that? Or do you have, like, do you meditate? Do you have like a thing that you will do that would maybe calm you down when you, mm. when you're feeling a little out of sorts?
1: I think it's important to have more than one tool because yep, uh, sometimes sure. one thing will work and one thing won't. Um, I used to work with this one guy who I used to think was like, I thought he was the biggest jerk and, um, but I just realized that he just had no tolerance for not getting things done. OK. And, 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 and actually, um, as I grew older and more mature, I realized how like valuable that was. And that's why he's actually so successful and rich now. Hmm. And um, so my biggest thing when it comes to anxiety is is being honest with myself, looking at myself in the mirror and say, why are you feeling this right now? Mm-hmm. There's a truth to why you're feeling like this. And, and, and we can say, oh, we don't know what it is and whatever. But we know you know? Yeah. And, and when you identify what that is, um, oftentimes it's something you're avoiding. So if there's something you don't want to talk about or something you don't want to do, it's probably the thing you need to do most. Like the right. thing that you're fearing the most is often your biggest source of, um, your growth. Right. So, uh, generally if I'm feeling anxious, uh, my first step is just massive action. Hmm. Just, just what can I do and, 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 and how can I do lots of it? I you know the other day, uh, I was really worried about my business and paying everything on time and, and you know, I, I was strapped for, for, for certain things and, and I was like, wow, like I can sit here and I can cry and I can whine and I can panic um, or I could get the f- effing work, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, so I did that, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, um, and, and it relieved that anxiety quite a bit. now there's other things too right like there's certain things where i feel anxiety on things i need to do and i'm not ready to do those things yet Mm -hmm. and i just need to control that anxiety and um you know i just do like i mean like i said there's a million things you can do uh i I like to write sometimes i like to write poems i like to write music i like to listen to music and go for walks that's my biggest thing if i can listen to music and just go for a long walk that that heals me more than anything allows me to think properly, and sometimes even just taking a nap and resetting your brain so that it can, like, deal with the problems accordingly while you sleep, Hmm. so that when you wake up, you kind of just know what to do, Right?
0: Yeah, actually, um, I used to do that in in university when I was feeling anxious, and I was studying, and then I would just tell myself, just just go to bed, like, wake up early (coughs) and then study, and because it would always work, I would feel so much better in the morning and more relaxed, and I could focus, Mm -hmm. because there gets to a point where you're pushing yourself so much that you just your brain shuts down and so mm-hmm. there's nothing you can do but like just allow yourself to relax and then mm-hmm. just pick up where you left off
1: mm-hmm. and m- meditating well, helps too and stuff like yeah,
0: that yeah right? well i mean that's my go-to i do find that i fi- i get i get i get go through phases where i will meditate all the time and then i will stop mm-hmm. doing it and so but generally i have other things that i'm doing meditation though i think is i think if you can, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> I'm like coughing off of, um, there's something in the air. I don't know. Um, if you can develop the habit to meditate every single day, I feel like that's probably the, the, the best piece of advice. hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, that I could give like, because that's, I, I know whenever I'm in the habit of doing every single day, that's when I'm like in line with my goals, I'm in line with, I'm going with the flow. I'm just allowing life to happen, not judging and just, and then you, you, you just feel so much better and and things just come so much easier.
2: I
1: think that's so true. Just, especially with, with it being a habit, because I got to a point too, where every time I started feeling anxious, instead of just having my daily ritual where I was meditating every day, I would meditate whenever, whenever I was anxious. And then my actions were based around meditating rather than dealing with the anxiety. And so wow. even the meditation eventually became an escape, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. I would do the meditating and I'd like center in asking my soul, what should I do? And every time I would just be like, hey, man, stop meditating. And I was like, <laughs> all right, I got to get up and go do something, you know? So, so it can help to a certain degree as long as it doesn't become a form of escape, I think. Right. Yeah. So that's really what anxiety is caused by is trying to escape your problems, trying to escape your fears. Definitely. Yeah.
0: Cool. I so desperately want to ask you like marketing things about social media, but I feel like it's gonna be a little no, bit ahead. off a topic. Okay. Well, what's uh, what could you give me like a cool tip that that could help me promote Namaslay? Like, what what yeah. what's what's something I could do on my social media that could make it a little bit more, I don't know, out there? And
1: I mean, a couple things. I think the best thing about social media is that it gives you access to rapid levels of feedback. Right. So you can okay. get feedback on a level that you couldn't just by calling people one on one. OK. So the first thing to do is to take that feedback very seriously. I was a wary, very, wary, very, <laughs> wary, very seriously. And <laughs> they and
0: hear me stutter all the time, <laughs> so it's all good.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, you want to take that feedback very seriously and uh, and and you want to apply that feedback to improve the business model. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, nowadays, when I talk to people about social media, after I'm done talking to them, I rarely get any questions. And if I do, usually the question is, "Well, how do I get signed up? How do I start?" Right? Get how started? I start? Yeah. Right. And um, <laughs>
0: well, that's good. <laughs>
1: but the reason why that is is because I've collected feedback so much that I know what people are gonna say. I know what people's concerns are. I know where their values lie. And so I know right. exactly how to present it. Right. So that way, when they when they see what I'm presenting, they have it's almost impossible for them to say no because they helped me create the product. Right, like you can't say no to something that you've always wanted, right? Right. So, so you know, if you're going to be doing these things, getting regular feedback is so important. And when you're getting feedback, especially in the beginning, most of the times that the people that we're getting feedback from are our friends and our family who actually care a lot about us. Right. And so, they don't want to they don't want to make us feel bad, right? So if you say, well, what do you think of my thing?", they're gonna be like, "Oh, it's great." And you're like, "Okay, great." And then boom, like now you're in the same position you haven't had the opportunity to grow. Right. So what I like to say to people is. Hey, in your opinion, because people love giving their opinions, you ask for someone's opinion. Like, there's. Ooh, "oh, I like God, that. God, I have so much of it. For
0: sure, in people your love opinion,
1: to you know, what's one thing I could add to this? Because you don't want to think, make them think you're taking away. What's Ooh. one thing I could add to this that would make it even better than it already is?
2: Ooh. Right? And then okay. what will
1: happen is it gives them the opportunity to share their opinions about where it needs to be improved without making you feel bad right? Cool. And so I with like that, that feedback, you, then you apply it. Oops, sorry. Then you apply it and then you, um, uh, create your business around that. <clears throat> So what that's going to allow you to do is to develop your business model a lot better. But mm-hmm. It's also going to help you identify who your target market is.
0: right? Yeah, I do feel a little bit weary on that. I've kind of just said, you know, anybody that likes spiritualism, anybody that likes m- anything to do with motivation, listening to talks about successful people and how they got from A to B, you know, that, but that's that's quite broad. And so at this it's point, it's pretty
1: niche, I, but but yeah, like, yeah, it,
0: it, I would. Yeah, definitely. Because the word spiritual in general, some people are like, oh, I don't want to touch that.
1: <laughs> no right, you know right.
0: so that it just yeah that you're it is focused but i in terms of the age range i'm not really sure i feel like it's quite broad
1: it's really interesting too yeah. because a lot of people whenever i ask them like what's your target demographic when, whenever you ask somebody about demographics in general that's mm-hmm. their first go-to it's like well 18 to 35 right it's always, and, it's always yeah. an age group yeah yeah
0: I, I don't <laughs> know what else yeah i wouldn't know what else well yeah. there's other things right <laughs> there's
1: there's demographics, there's geographics, which is where they're located, there's psychographics, Mm -hmm. which is like what they're thinking about, right? Right. Um, Generally, what I like to do is I like to make an ideal customer avatar, right? And say to someone, hey, this is Stephanie. And Stephanie, Hmm. for me, for example, Stephanie has a thousand followers, you know, 600 following. She knows the value of social media. She has a full-time job and runs a business on the side. You know, mm. she posts content regularly because she absolutely loves what she does. She's really passionate about her industry, yada, 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 right? Okay. And then when I market the things, I'm not marketing to everyone. I'm marketing to Stephanie, right? And here's the thing. A lot of people are going to see what you do. If you've niched it properly and you have and you understand your market really well, right. a lot of people are going to see what you do and go, mm-mm, not for me, yes. right? Especially if you do it right. Because
2: mm-hmm.
1: if you do it right, a lot of people are going to say no. But the people that say yes are going to say Hell yes. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And they're going to be like all for it. Like I swear a lot on my page, right? <laughs> and you know, a lot of people see my page and they go, "Mm, not hiring that guy. He's not he's not professional enough." Right? right? Good. <laughs> like, you know, if you if you're going to come to me and pretend you don't swear on your off time, like, get out of here. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But but Let's that being be said, real. That being said, the people that do see me swear and they're gonna go oh you know what this guy is just like me he knows exactly how i'm feeling you know he's real and especially in the social media industry there's so much fakeness so uh, mm. to have somebody who's real is so important and um you know i'd rather ha- i'd rather focus in on 10 people that love me than have 100 people that kind of like me
2: for sure you know what i'm
1: saying so so yeah. narrowing down that allows you to identify the type of person you should be reaching out to. Mm -hmm. And then there's a million different strategies you can use to how to reach that person. But the main three would be socializing, like just literally following, unfollowing, liking, commenting, DM, things like that. Right. The second stage is like influencer marketing. So finding influencers who have an audience that have that, Particular demographic that you can cross promote with that person.
0: I see. Okay. And then using
1: paid advertisements where you just like literally, literally use Facebook ads to say, okay, well, this person likes this. They like this. They like this. They have this much income. They're whatever. And you start to narrow down through right that as well. But huh. really, it's just about identifying what the value is that you provide, mm-hmm. who receives that value at the highest level, and how quickly can you give that value to as many of those people as possible.
0: Okay. Yeah, because obviously I'm in the very early stages of this, and I'm just learning all that stuff for the first time. You know, I've never really had anything to market before. Marketing mm. is such a challenge for me. Mm. I did horrible marketing class <laughs> in a university. And so, uh, yeah, th- that's all very interesting to me because, you know, from when I do uh, Instagram stories, right? So when you have in a business account, you would know that you can see who views it, and then you can see the stats of, of whether they swiped away and all not individually, but you can like generally see, right? You 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 know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So, um, I've just noticed the you know, there's a certain amount of people now that don't watch them anymore, and it's it, for me. I, I mean, I've I'm such a people pleaser, and, and I'm trying to get out of that habit because it's just a habit, and I've I it's sometimes still hard for me to not be slightly sad that they didn't watch all of my story. But it's like, Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes there's many different reasons why people don't get engaged. But I think it's because now I'm starting to really focus in on what I'm all about and really just be me. And I think some Mm -hmm. people are just like, all right, she doesn't resonate with me anymore. Mm
2: -hmm. And, And I'm
0: already starting to notice that. And I think what I need to do is just not be... Not be sad, just realize that, okay, whatever, like, just let them, you know, go because, you mm-hmm. know, they don't resonate, so. I
1: think, I mean, yeah. there's truth in what you're experiencing, right? There's yeah. truth in the sense that, like, you know, maybe there's a, but there, there's room for improvement somewhere. You just got to identify where that is. So, yeah, either it's in targeting your audience or either it's, uh, you know, it could be targeting your audience. Or it could be the content that you're putting out, right? You know, maybe that your content is, needs to be more emotionally charged because in order for somebody to press that like button to engage with you, they need to have energy moving. Their body needs to be moving to click that button. I see. So energy and motion is emotion. You need to have that feeling in order for people to, to, to work with you. So I think that, there could be a possibility that maybe more emotion could be included, but most of the time it's just really like targeting your audience and making sure that you have that constant traffic coming in.
0: Well, the Um, thing is, I think also in, you know, specifically within open-minded spiritual, like that community, the people that, you know, I would put in that community, they're a little bit more, I would say, relaxed. And when they're, when, and I can just only really speak for myself, when I go to look for videos on say like, angel readings or card readings, or if I go to, you know, just hear a talk about how the planets are aligned or something like that, something that spikes my curiosity. Usually they're quite, you know, soft spoken, like relaxed, but there, then here comes little old me who just like wants to be a comedian and Mm -hmm. I'm not. And so I'm quite hyper a lot of the time. And I think, um, you know, there, I'm. There might be a lot of spiritual people that I might not resonate with because of that, and I, I fear that m- I might be contradicting myself because I am that person, and I can be grounded and whatnot. But often I am also quite en- energetic and full of life, and you know, mm-hmm. s- and silly.
1: Right, right, so, right. So I mean, there, there, there's. Yeah. I forget what the woman's name. I think something on the lines with like spiritual junkie or something like that.
0: Okay, never heard of her.
1: I, I'm probably saying it wrong. Yeah. But she, uh, she used to be a drug addict, and then she got into yeah. like motivational speaking and stuff and now she's killing it she's making a ton of money is she funny she's funny yeah And she's like really (laughs) like wacky and weird and you know not traditional at all and but here's the thing that especially in the online world you don't have to be like everyone's cup of tea to be wildly successful right right? like true very true there's so many
0: people that i don't really care for and they're very successful that's the
1: thing like like, even if you have a a a podcast for example where you Mm -hmm. have your regular podcast then you have a private one that costs 10 bucks a month Mm-hmm. If you have a thousand people out of four hundred million that are present online, a thousand out of four hundred million, you're making six figures.
0: Well, yeah, that's for true. Ten
1: bucks a month. I have a friend right now who gets paid uh, on Twitch. He gets paid like roughly about ten thousand dollars a month. To have people watch him play video games. Yeah. Because I have a
0: friend that also makes money and lives via Twitch as well. It's insane. Yeah. It's crazy. It's insane. Yeah. So
1: like, yeah. I don't Everyone know. Everyone
0: keeps saying I need to play video games on <laughs> Twitch. Do you play and video games th- at all? or? Yeah. Well, like the old stuff. Like I just beat Donkey Kong Country. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. For anyone who's not in the room right now, my eyes just opened up super wide. It's
0: such a good game. With, like,
1: total judgment. I'm not going to lie. No! What is this, on Super Nintendo? What yeah. are you playing on?
0: Um. So <laughs> um, the people, at, like, in the office, Johnny, Mark, and all them, um, last year when I first got the job here, I was telling them how, like, I loved this game as a child, and I really wanted it. And so they found me a controller that converts to your computer and you can so, and they found me like a simulator for my computer d- got oh me the God. Donkey Kong game and then oh, I had man. the controller and I just I beat the whole game I actually did it
1: and I had the controller I just beat the whole
0: game <laughs> yeah I just beat the <laughs> whole thing and I uh, I had I, some free time no well I, at, the, at the time <laughs> while I was doing it too I was doing it live and because I, I was doing live streaming every day on this app called Peaks right. and so I every day I was live streaming and so then I just started incorporating it into my stream and the people loved it and they were like and they would cheer me on and you know and tell me Donkey Kong is such a good
1: game though it, it was see ex- why
0: see it can be why were you judging f- then
1: well it can be extremely frustrating
0: it's the most <laughs> annoying game but you know what's worse though super mario world <laughs> i was just about to say yeah
2: the world or is it what's da, it called da, da, super da, da, world da, da, is it you're like ah yeah
0: no it's the worst no i see that so that's then ne- what i was gonna say next that's my newest one <laughs> that i'm trying to beat and it is absolutely brutal so anyways i have been i've been thinking for a while of of doing this live on Twitch while video gaming. But I think it'd be quite hard for me to talk about spiritual (laughs) crap when I, you know, (laughs) am playing super Mario because you just get so into it because it's so frustrating. Half the time I have to Google now. Now it's been bad. I've been Googling, being like, I have no idea how to beat this level. Please, please, somebody <laughs> yeah. show me.
1: You're going through walkthroughs. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah,
0: I used to do that with Pokemon all the time. Did you play Pokemon as a kid? Oh,
1: God, who didn't play Pokemon? Okay, as a kid? well,
0: some people did it, and I used to have like a Pikachu backpack, and, and the girls would make fun of me. And now they're in jail <laughs> Yeah, now they're living sad, lonely lives. Let's be real. <laughs> no, Pokemon was amazing, and uh, my brother and I got. I don't know if you uh, remember these, but they had these like cheat books specifically for the entire game. And yeah, yeah, we had like the crystal (laughs) book and we just, yeah
1: hundred percent. Yeah. You, <laughs> That's so funny.
0: Sometimes you need it. But also, it, it would teach you things about the game that you probably wouldn't have ever figured out had you not had that book, right? Because, yeah. Because yeah. um, there's just, like, so many, like, hidden little quests and stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, when I was a kid, I actually, I tried to get my mom to build a door in the basement. And she's like, well, what do you need to build a door for? I was like, well, I'm starting a Pokemon Center down here. like <laughs> <laughs> A Shut Pokemon up. Information Center, you know? I would have been an entrepreneur for, forever, you oh know? Oh, my God. It's interesting, though. I just want to touch on the fact that you said something about... Um, you know, getting the, the 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 Twitch thing going. Yeah. Like, you know, I always say as far with entrepreneurs is like get paid for what you pay for and like what are you already doing that you're not getting paid for. Okay. And like I used to play a lot of video games and um I realized that I was like spending too much time doing it. So I just got a camera for my PlayStation. I was like, all right, I'm gonna stream now. Like I'm gonna stream as I play and to make it more useful. So it's actually not a bad thing if you if you uh if you're willing to podcast yourself or, prom- or broadcast yourself i should say uh at the same time
0: yeah well twitch i know is a little bit more complicated because you have to have a camera on the screen right and then also you have to have a camera on yourself it's uh, i mean that's what i've been told so i just haven't really gone into really
1: well i would use it oh you're talking about the computer too right though yeah because I, I have a playstation so i just do it through that
0: you can do you can stream through twitch through your playstation yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, it has, I like, a Twitch, like, app, and then you just, like... Oh, really? Go to Okay, because my brother so. has
0: a PlayStation. Yeah, but I, but then I can't play the games that I want to play, right?
1: Probably not on PlayStation, No, no it'd have not. to be a PlayStation game. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, worth looking into. Well, I mean, that's a thing, right? Like, I've been trying to brainstorm other... Other things that I could do with this podcast because it's such a noob. It's a very new and noob. <laughs> I haven't said that word since like oh, first we're year a, we're university. A real video
1: gaming now. <laughs> That's such a noob.
0: <laughs> that person's such a noob.
1: <laughs> this is great.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure no gamers talk like that, especially if when they when they when they talk and they say noob, they they probably say it more like this. He's such a noob.
1: (laughs) It's like the Harry Potter people call regular people muggles. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Such a muggle. muggle. (laughs) (laughs) So true. Oh, my God. Um, Okay. So
0: anyways, one of the greatest things I loved about our last chat was when you were telling me and telling everybody about some books that you've read that has helped you along your entrepreneurial uh, journey. So could you repeat them again? I know you talked about Napoleon (laughs) Hill's Think and Grow Rich. Why Mm -hmm. did you love that one so much?
1: Well, the thing about thinking grow rich is that uh, if you listen to a lot of Bob Proctor or like the Law of Attraction and stuff like that. Oh, he's, th- is he still alive? Dude, that guy's been alive for thousands of years. I swear,
0: I swear. Like low
1: key, he's actually like eight hundred years old. I know. I'm <laughs> not. I wouldn't. <laughs> he yo, I'm not even gonna get into that right now. But wait,
0: do you remember <laughs> Roslyn?
1: yes okay she
0: actually used to work with bob proctor Uh, yeah it's a mutual friend guys but um, from our past (laughs) yeah
1: yeah interesting
0: (laughs) yeah um
1: yeah so he uh he talks a lot about being on the frequency of money when you can attune your mind to the frequency of money then it will it will flow to you in a way that you you'll wonder where it's always been this whole time right right um and so when it comes to the frequency of money you're attuning your brain to that um the reason why I like Think and Grow Rich, especially in the format of an audiobook, is that it's literally, the audiobook is literally in the format of a frequency, right? Like you're, you're being, you're, you're listening to it in the form of a frequency that's appearing through your headphones. Right. And, and the, the book itself covers every single aspect that requires of the requirements that, that you need to make money. Right. Right. So. And, and the the thought process of making money not just like hey here's how to do a, a balance sheet but it's like hey here's how to think here's how to approach it professionally here's how mm-hmm. to you know get a sale here's how to um, have a positive mindset here's how to you know, uh, transmute your sexual energy into creative energies. Like it's on, on some, Oh really? They talk,
0: he talks about that. Yeah. Oh, deep level stuff. I really gotta read
1: this. (laughs) So when you listen to Hmm. all of these factors put together, even like the the most common failures and all these different things, Hmm. it, it puts you into a frequency of the entire frequency of money. So if you're taking that entire frequency of money and you're constantly repeating it into your brain, why do you think Bob Proctor reads, the Think and Grow Rich book, every single day. Everywhere he goes, he carries it with him. Does he? Yeah, because he, he's, he knows that in order to make money, you need to be on the the frequency of money. Right. So if you're constantly going through a book that is in the perfect frequency of finances, you're going to attune your personal frequency to that and eventually mm. start making more money. If you just leave Think and Grow Rich on, on an audio book in, in your ear all day long for the next three months, I guarantee you your income will go up. Just naturally through the law of attraction. So that's a big right, thing. Right, yeah. For me.
0: Literally naturally through law of attraction. Yeah.
1: Like good point. F- for me, when I the first time I read Think and Go Rich, I was like, whoa, my mind is blown. Hmm. Um, and I had a buddy tell me, he goes, You read it once, you'll be interested. You read it three times, you'll never want to stop reading it. Hmm. And 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 here's the thing, there's a secret in that book. When they talk about the secret, mm-hmm. the movie from the law of attraction. Yes, that's is. what they're talking about. Okay. The secret was the same thing that Abraham Hicks and all those guys pulled yes. f- into and, and took thinking grow rich and made it into their book and then their book made it into the secret I see right? okay so when they talk about the secret that's what they're talking about in this book there's a secret in that book that you you can't just tell someone what the secret is right I can't just be like hey here's the secret they won't get it first of all the first half mm. of the secret is that you need to want to know the secret yeah and the second half of the secret is in the book and you'll, you might get it the first time, but if you read that book or listen to the audiobook three times, you'll realize that you'll never want to put that book down ever again.
2: Hmm. Right. And
1: you'll want to read it every day because there's a secret in there that will help you not just see money differently, but see the entire world differently. It will huh. shift. It won't just shift your mindset. It'll shift your paradigm. You'll be like, see, like every, like when I finish thinking grow rich, like I'll give you an example, like. Um, I did this experiment one time where I like locked myself in a small room for 30 days and had very, very limited contact with people and just like didn't leave what? that room. just to I felt like I was abusing my freedom for a while. And so I was like, I'm just going to put myself under arrest and like take away my freedom so I can be more grateful for it. Wow. And when I came out of that process, after having read The Thinking a Rich multiple times while I was in there and things like that, and I remember looking at this squirrel and like, it's going to sound so weird, but mm-hmm. I remember looking at the squirrel and the squirrel was like... I looked at it, and I was like, what would that be called if it wasn't called a squirrel? Like, what would it be if I didn't call it a squirrel? Like, brown, fluffy, whatever, right? And I was like, but what if I didn't have any words to describe the squirrel? Right. What would it be? Huh. And then then the squirrel kind of like, it was funny because he, like, looked over at me. He was like, ah, you get it. (laughs) and and the squirrel, the tree, the grass, the buildings, they all just it looked like I don't know if you've seen the matrix but that one moment when he gets up and all the numbers are like falling down and he's like seeing everything in those green numbers, that's what it felt like. It felt like everything that I was looking at was one energy and it was just being transmuted to my eyeballs in different frequencies, but it was all one fundamental energy oh, and everything cool. was made out of the same thing and I was like what? Wow. And I mean again it's hard to explain just in one sentence without the context of having read the entire book. Right. But it blew my mind. Like, Mm -hmm. and so that's, that's what thinking Grow can do. It'll change the way you see everything. Um, my other books were, uh, I I wouldn't read Rich Dad, Poor Dad again, but I think it's something really important for everyone to learn.
0: I think everybody, when they read it, they learn something that's important, you know, to just know for their finances and whatnot. Yeah, I really like that one. We talked about uh, the four agreements. That one's really good.
1: That one is, like, hyper essential, I think, for me. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing for me in, in learning, think and grow rich was especially being in the social media industry. If anyone's going to get into social media or get into any type of public figure, like uh, you should read the four agreements because, mm. um, you know, it talks about being in integrity with yourself, which is huge when it comes to spirituality, being in, in integrity with your own word. Um, it talks about, uh, uh, doing your best, you know, and just having that attitude, mm-hmm. um, n- never making assumptions, you know, uh, but the main one, um, which I think is the most important, is the not taking anything personally.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's a challenge for a lot of people. Well, so. that's
0: exactly what I was just talking about, right? With my Instagram and, like, mm-hmm. taking it. Yeah, it well, I mean, I constantly have to be like, no, Melissa, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if someone doesn't like you today mm-hmm. because you don't always like the same person every day. Even, like, your closest friends, you're like, okay, <laughs> I can't take you today. <laughs> like, that. that's just how it is. That's just life. We mm-hmm. all vibrate on different frequencies, and sometimes you don't resonate with even someone you're closest to, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Like
0: Even your parents. So, um, yeah, we just all need to be reminded and, and yeah, and knowing, knowing that we, it can be easier to not take things as personal, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, so seriously. It's tricky yeah. because
1: <clears throat> for, for that process, it's not easy. Like it mm-hmm. may, if some random stranger walks up to you that you've never met before, has no idea who you are and says, you're stupid and walks yeah. away, you're not really going to feel bad about it because. To be like wow that person doesn't know me that has nothing to do with me like this is no there's no context here right um but what what gets really challenging is when people that do know you people that do have context say something to you and then all of a sudden it hurts way more right right of course so so you know if like you know one of your family members says you know screw you i hate you and this and that right it can be very painful um, or if they say you're never going to make it or whatever, like sometimes people can, if you agree with that, then it becomes part of your own belief systems, right? right? Yeah. So, you know, what, what I have to recognize though, if someone's mad at me and someone's going through something, you know, there's truth in what they're saying, but not everything they're saying is true. They might have some, you know, problems going on you know especially on social media if someone's on the other end of a computer screen you know they can't see me i can't see them i don't know what's Mm -hmm. going on with them They could be in a huge fight with their parents i don't know right they could have just broken up with their girlfriend or whatever right so with this particular process uh you, you really have to just say, okay, there's truth in what you're saying, like with the the lack of responses on certain things, right? Mm-hmm. might be like, okay, there's some strategy changes I need to make, but it doesn't take away from my value as a person, right? right? If someone said, I remember someone said to me on one post, I made a joke and someone was like, you're not even funny. And I <laughs> laughed so hard because <laughs> I was like, wow, like at first I was like, Ouch, man! Like, you know, yeah, right? Yeah,
0: man. That's like probably the worst thing you anyone could say to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Like, especially for someone who thinks we're super funny. When you know, someone like,
0: says I'm funny, that's the best compliment I could ever have. Yeah. yeah
1: you're like,
2: oh like,
0: my God, <laughs> like I love my present boyfriend, but my ex thought I was hilarious, and that just <laughs> that like really made me so happy. My yeah. present like doesn't get any of my jokes, and it hurts my heart <laughs> so much. Oh, I like no. constantly making jokes and laughing to myself, and he yeah. like just doesn't get it. And oh, yeah. Um, and that's like yeah
2: but no I hear you
1: 100% <laughs> so for me though like looking at that I was like okay well a couple of things I can take from that number one there's probably some improvements I can make on the jokes that I make you know yeah. or maybe the delivery or whatever and that's okay there's nothing wrong with that Yeah. Um, also I have to realize that maybe that guy is going through something maybe he's jealous maybe he's whatever yeah, and I don't know right True. so yeah. I just took to that laughed it off and kept, kept moving whereas some people might see that and go like oh shit well I'm not funny I shouldn't post anymore and they feel bad and they don't do it right, right. and I'm sure you doing uh you know, the cricket live stuff that you, you have probably become immune to a lot of the trolling and the nonsense that has happened. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean the Instagram stuff is very recent. Ha- there's been so much more engagement on mine recently. Like I just get so many messages now, which, and like there's been a lot of stuff going on with cricket where there's been a lot of, a lot of engagement recently with positive and negative. And so it's just, yeah, there's been a lot of energy around that. But, um, yeah, I, in terms of specifically cricket live, i am kind of like immune cause they're. Most of the time, anybody that, that really is angry and like, just like they, like Johnny says all all the time. So he, he will give out a spin code. I, I just briefly told, um, Bo about it before, but in case you're noon, you don't know what that is. It's just like this little code that you can give a fan and they can put it into their app and they could possibly win a little prize. And so um, sometimes people will snap him and will say something like really horrible to him and then he will respond with something really positive and send them a spin code. And then often they respond with, Oh my God, I love you. I can't believe you responded. And so s- yeah, often yeah. people are just looking for attention. Mm-hmm. And so, and a lot of the time I've learned that's how it is with cricket. And pos- I mean, this probably how it is everywhere. But mm-hmm. the whole just learning how to deal with positive and negative via Instagram is a new thing for me. So I'm I'm still I'm still a little baby figuring that out. Um and, and also because I'm very vulnerable on Instagram. I'm not on cricket yes and no sometimes I used to be a lot more but now it's more structured where I don't really get to show my personality as much as I used to and so I find that there's a lot of new people that just don't necessarily know me yet so but on Instagram I'm like I'm really ridiculous sometimes I do little acting skits like I'm really being vulnerable these days because I'm really just trying to be myself and like see where this goes Mm -hmm. and so um because of that I'm I'm I feel like I have been going through the emotions of, you know, just caring a little too much at this point and I just, and I'm aware of it. And so I'm now I know that because I'm now aware of it, I'm working, I'm working through it at this point. Right. Mm-hmm, so I mm-hmm. think, it, yeah. So becoming aware, I think it's the first step. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, uh, then, and the yeah. other thing too is, which is an interesting sort of c- counter argument is, is, uh, not taking even the positive stuff personally.
0: Right, yeah, right. because it's everyone's mm. own neg- a narrative, right? Mm. So everyone has
1: their own map of the world.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, even yeah, ex- y- that's a great point. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, not taking anything to heart, really. I, I, I would say, your close friends and family. I would say maybe th- their their opinions and advice shouldn't should matter the most. But even still, your own opinion. It should depends be,
1: too, should right? Yeah, 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 because you Some don't. People have weird families and.
0: Well, that's mm-hmm. it, right? And, like, bad intentions bad sometimes, friends, unfortunately. Yeah. or, or f- Yeah, friends with not-so-great intentions, yeah. I mean,
1: like a Dr. Dre, he's p- not friends with the people he was friends with when he was, like, living incompetent, you know? Like, yeah, true. It's friends change as you progress, too, right? For
0: sure, yeah, for sure.
1: Th- cool. Those are my top books. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm always reading new books, like, uh, but those are the ones that are, like, sort of my, my go-to Yeah, I love that. All
0: all entrepreneurs read a lot. I think that's a common characteristic for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think it's important because like you're saying, you need to constantly be growing and like working towards bettering yourself Mm because otherwise you're going to be stagnant. And I mean, no one really truly ever is, but you'll feel that way and, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. then uh, you won't feel so good. Okay, well... I know that you do have to run s- soon, but before you go, um, thank you so much for coming back, by the way. I mean, Bo and I always have really great conversations. So um, I think after that one, he's like, OK, well, I'll come back. We'll have another great one.
1: <laughs> Dude, we can, I can come back anytime, and we can have the mics on, have the mics off. Doesn't yeah, I mean, you I should like come back
0: because last time we did, we talked uh, talked a little bit more about the spiritual stuff. Mm-hmm. And I would like to touch a little bit more on that in the future. But right now, though, Um, I would like to pull another angel card for you. Yes, please. I love doing that. Yeah. So.
1: Let me know what my day is gonna be like and my life.
0: Exactly. Well, you know what? It'd be weird if
1: we ended up getting the same card as last time too.
0: (gasps) I do. You remember what you got last card last time?
1: (laughs) I don't remember something about (laughs) like uh, scarcity mindset or something like that. Ooh.
0: Okay. Interesting. Which has always been a thing for
1: me because, uh, yeah, like. Growing up, uh, it's you know what's, and I just want to say one thing because I've spent the last probably like month and a bit uh, with a seven year old in the house, and the one I've learned so much from this kid. Like you know, huh. I, I think he's probably taught me more than I've taught him. And um, Kanye West
0: speaks about that recently a lot.
1: It's insane, you yeah. Know? And you know when we go to the store, every t- he's like every two seconds this kid is like, can I have this? Can I have that? Can I have this? I'm like, bro, like. What are you, what mo- with what money? Like who, you know, <laughs> like you know, are you rich? Were you super rich in a past life? Like yeah. how is this happening? You think that there's infinite amount of me whatever, right? so but then i realized i started remembering back to my to my my life and i was like man my dad always used to say oh we can't afford it and my mom would say we can't afford it it's, it's not that we couldn't afford it it's just that there was a stupid way to spend money right right and so growing up i always thought that we never had enough money there was never enough money and there was, I was there was a scarcity hmm. i talked to my dad literally just the other day he's like i was like dad like we actually had a pretty good life he's like bo you had a tv in your room as a kid he goes how many (laughs) like first of all you had your own room (laughs) but you had a tv in it like we 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 weren't doing that bad and i was like yeah that's actually a really good point (laughs) um but yeah like you know just recognizing that like you know one of the biggest struggles in my life growing up what i thought was a a a scarcity moment for me Hmm. actually wasn't you know and it's just like but I had to get to the point where I just recognized the value of money. And that's what I think they were trying to teach me. I see. So, yeah, I don't know. And the, the other cool thing I learned about him, too, is that sometimes he this this kid would want to do stuff that would not be right. And I have to tell him no. And he wouldn't like me for that. And and one of the best things I learned from that was that, like, sometimes it doesn't matter about being liked. You know, like, huh. like what, what would you rather do? Would you rather be something do something that's popular or would you rather do something that's right? You know, and I think that was a big thing for me just in terms of my social media as well, because it's like, I, I'm not, I, I got to do what's right for the world, what's right for the people, what's right for my community and not necessarily focus on whether or not people like me as I do it. You know, right. um, um, nothing will do that more than being put in a parenting style position, you know?
0: Wow. That's really lovely that you said that cause that totally resonates with, you know, actually what I've been personally coaching myself on and in the moments where I've been feeling doubtful, about this whole process mm-hmm. i've said to myself remember like you're trying to uplift people like you want people to to feel the vibration of love you're trying to like get people excited about their life motivate them slay at their goals you know mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and that's that's been my little routine of what i've said to myself so mm-hmm. um yeah yeah and keep that up man. reminding that yourself of the purpose yeah yeah for sure and not
1: everyone's gonna like it but that's okay
0: yeah, yeah. And yeah. And I think that that that's what you just have to keep saying to yourself that not it's, it's not going to resonate with everybody. But knowing mm-hmm. that you you know, you're trying to do what you're trying to speak your truth and like do what you can to, you know, make the world a better place. Same so thing with
1: religions, is, yeah. right? Like religions yeah. are there's some religions that are super that help a lot of people like Buddhism has helped a lot of people. Christianity has helped a lot of people. Right. It's also hurt a lot of people. And some people hate one or the other. It's like it's not for everybody, but there's something for everybody for themselves you know
0: for sure yeah agreed okay well I let's right, have let's a little this. fun yeah. so i'm using the wisdom of the hidden realms uh i love like, it yeah it's a card deck i guess it's called oracle cards by colette baron reed i actually saw this woman live mm-hmm. in toronto mm-hmm. um just by chance my friend said that they free tickets you could go mm-hmm. i was like okay great so i went she's incredible like Pulled people out of the audiences. Just people were crying their eyes out, <laughs> like very specific. And I went up to one afterwards and I said, "So, you know, how was it?" And she's like, "Dead on." So weird. And I was like, "Okay, great."
2: Because I've had
0: my own experiences with that, but it's just it was mm-hmm. it was wild <laughs> to see it happen in, in like a huge like auditorium. You know, mm. like my experience was kind of in a smaller room and there was maybe like 30, 40 people when I was pulled out of the audience and that was really cool. But in an auditorium of like almost, I would say almost a thousand people, she did it. It was pretty wild. Oh,
2: man. Yeah, and just
0: imagine the the preparation and the grounding she had to do before that because there's just so much energy in the room and I Mm. just... Anyways. So, this is a really cool card deck and I really resonate because of that and uh, the pictures are really cool. So, um, what would you like? Because you said you've played with these before. Would you like to shuffle with your energy and then pull a card or would you like me to pull a card for you or I've already shuffled it myself so you could just pull a card i just it? pull a card, yeah? yeah. Okay, and did you want to ask a question or do you just want general knowledge of like how your day
1: is going? Uh, I think for the sake of this, I'm going to just do some general knowledge. I don't want to get too much knowledge. into my personal problems on a podcast.
2: <laughs> True, yeah. <laughs> I've been having
1: trouble going to the bathroom lately so if you could touch on that. <laughs> <laughs> not oh that God. obviously but you know uh, something as embarrassing in those lines oh my God. we'll just stick with general that's for so now.
0: funny yeah. that you said that Macaulay Culkin was <laughs> on
1: <laughs>
2: I just love that it's
1: so funny that you said not be able to go to the washroom because Macaulay Calkin hasn't been in acting for no, years no, he he's <laughs> been struggling he's Career <laughs> constipation
0: Seriously No he He's I like was my listen-
1: favorite person I mean, You better not say anything bad About him right now No
2: he's just okay. so <laughs> good.
0: No I was listening to him On a podcast this morning No way On Joe Rogan's podcast No way Yeah and he He was talking about His bowel movements <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I was like This is really like Open to be talking oh about god so, I have
1: to see that There's nothing more That I want to do right now he, Other than finish this That I need to go see Macaulay Culkin He's a Galgan. very
0: interesting Weird individual Yeah in Which yeah lived quite the extraordinary life right very different was close friends with Michael Jackson which I
1: think is crazy awesome
0: Crazy awesome, yeah. I didn't get through the whole thing, but I stopped it as he was talking about that. I was like, "What is going on?" Oh but and man. I just uh, had to, not that I by choice, but I yeah, yeah. pick it up. And anyway, you just reminded me of that because oh he was very open. So about his bowel you movement. could talk about your bowel movement. Oh man, I'll, so get so <laughs> I'll get there one day. <laughs> i
1: will get there one day. If
0: it's uh, good for mine, yeah, My maybe like on
1: a health podcast yeah, or something, or Joe Rogan, you know, yeah, yeah.
0: or or there <laughs> apparently. <laughs> All right, (laughs) pick a cod, any cod. Wait, hold on, let's shuffle one more time. Oh, that one wants to come out. This one? Uh, Both of them, okay. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, We're having lots of giggles now. Okay. Yes. Go
2: ahead. Cool.
1: All right. Ooh. Ooh. So I got the Desert Prince. Okay. Survival and false promises.
0: Did it come? Which way did it come? Facing facing up? Facing down. Oh. When, which way did you look at it?
1: Like I looked at it. Perfect. Upwards. Facing yeah. up.
0: Okay. So what number is that?
1: 19.
0: 19. That sounds Oh, man. Weird. Okay, so the desert prince. So
1: this is gonna put a mirror up to my face right now and like make me have to see myself for who I really am. I hate it. Okay, yeah, let's go. you are the desert <laughs> prince, <laughs>
0: Bo. Uh, okay, so survival is what it's about. So when you stumble upon the desert prince, you receive a gift.
1: Mm, Okay, I'm down with that. Right?
0: (laughs) The plant life that exists in the desert environment is well defended, tough, and succulent, even though it gets little or no water. In spite of Mm. external conditions, extraordinary life can form and thrive. Hmm be tough have courage and dare to dream no matter what the circumstances it may seem to be a hard time but not only will you survive you will thrive in spite of conditions you'll succeed dry spells are also true tests of faith and courage expect mm-hmm. nothing less than what it is in your most precious dream precious <laughs> precious <pressure> n- <laughs> dreams <laughs> and watch miracles manifest okay Okay. Super interesting. I mean, you were I just talking about trying to find a solution to something that you're dealing with at your company just like mm-hmm. a half an hour ago. So I feel like mm-hmm. maybe it resonates with that.
1: A hundred percent. I mean, that's a big thing, too. Like, n- you know, um, being able to survive and have faith when nothing in front of you is giving you that hmm. uh, is tough. And um, but it's, it's it's essential skill that we need to learn in order to be successful and to move forward. For sure. That's I completely
0: man. agree. These yeah. two fell out. I don't oh, know if okay. one resonates with you.
1: Yeah,
0: oh, the Eagle King. That's what you got last time. No?
1: No. Oh, okay. The Big Picture, Angelic Help. Okay. And the Queen of the Light, Illumination, Enlightenment, and Celebration. Oh,
0: damn. Okay. <laughs> what are those numbers? Let's read the Eagle King first. 12 and 15. 12, <laughs> 12
1: is the Eagle King.
0: Okay. The Eagle King means the Eagle King is a sign that your highest destiny is within reach. You're on the right path now, even if you can't see where you're going. (laughs) You just said that. (laughs) The Eagle King soars high above the mountains and valleys of life and is able to see the big picture when you seem to be lost in a uh, a bit of the fog. Mm. He makes a formidable ally as he takes your prayers up toward the sun and releases them to the divine. They will be an answered. They will be answered for the highest good of all. It's a fortunate omen when the Eagle King decides to be your ally. Damn, you're getting some good cards there.
1: Getting some homies. I like it.
0: What's the last one? What number? The Queen
1: of the Light, number fifteen. Fifteen.
0: Okay. I l- um, I really like her. She resonates with me.
1: She seems cool. Yeah. I'd hang with her. I, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is just you. This kind of looks like you. I was just going to say that. (laughs) But I
0: didn't want to be weird and (laughs) be like, (laughs) this kind (laughs) of looks like me.
1: Kind of me. I'm kind (laughs) of the queen or whatever. (laughs)
0: Clearly, I'm the queen of light. Well, people call me the gold queen. So, and gold is like kind of like light. And you are the
1: spreader of light. That is word.
0: what I uh, intend to do in life. Yes, yeah, so sure if that spreader is true. Is a word, but spreader, you know what?
1: Let's make it a word. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right,
0: uh, the Queen of the Light is a beautiful ally and comes into your life to herald success in all of your ventures. She illuminates the most important steps on your path and reminds you of your own brilliance. You are brilliant, Bo. Thank you. All. Your intelligence and you're you're intelligent and be inspired. Wow, no. Did not read that correctly. You're intelligent <laughs> and inspired and all your needs will be met. Remember remember that you're the instrument of the divine shining through you in this world.
2: Mm.
0: You're on the correct path for your highest good. The queen also brings you insight into how you manifest your reality in the most miraculous ways. She promises that you'll be shown the, n- the next right action and celebrates you as you stand brilliant, joyful, and enlightened in the present time. You've worked hard to come this far. You you can be proud to stand tall in your conviction that in your heart of hearts, you know the truth of your situation, which is what you also just said. Rewards for your perseverance and willingness to learn are on their way. Gratitude and acceptance are key today, which is also what you said today in this podcast.
1: Oh, man. These are, like, touching on some, like, homely topics for me and uh, stuff that I can't really discuss publicly, but okay. it is, it is I was gonna very ask. helpful. Yeah. Wonderful. Very, very helpful. That's what,
0: you know what, out of all the card decks that I've come across, I, you know what, there's something about these cards that I feel like they really hit home specifically for everybody that plays with them which Mm -hmm. is interesting. Yeah. Yeah,
1: this is really... They got some foundational concepts here. Yeah. I love the Eagle King. Like, I I, I want to, like, get this tattooed. It's cool, right? I love it.
0: Yeah. You guys, um, if you're interested in this card deck, you can actually get it at Chapters Indigo if you're Canadian. I'm sure Barnes & Noble in America would sell it too, but I'm sure you can also probably just buy it online because Colette is... uh, a huge, I guess, like psychic or a spiritual motivational speaker now mm-hmm. and whatnot. Like I said, she does those shows and, and such, and she's awesome. So anyways, in case anyone's st- interested. In,
1: you're not even working there anymore, and, you, and you're still promoting them? Are you kidding? <laughs> I will, <laughs> to biggest? my
0: grave, promote chapters. Oh it, is the best, it is the best organization. Yeah, I mean, I've worked awesome. for so many retail stores, and nothing gave me the inspiration, the love that that, that company did. That's it's amazing. just a great company. Yeah. Like That's Heather Reisman Ries- is, is brilliant. She's mm. a brilliant individual. I, I don't know if I ever told you this, but I had a, a book idea that I, that I just emailed her and she just so kindly responded and called me like I had a conversation with the CEO of Indigo about my book and she gave me feedback and like just so lovely. And like, you know, just the fact that she did that, I mean, obviously made my experience a million times more like better, but just, just that just goes to show that her heart is just so into helping and, and just, Mm -hmm. she just loves, she loves what she does. And I think that really, um, that shows throughout the company because wow. everybody that That's works powerful. there loves it. I know. Yeah. Thousands
1: of employees and she'll take the time for each individual. Yeah. That's
0: thousands really of employees. And she really opened good. my little email and called me. So, yeah. Really wow. cool.
2: Awesome.
0: Anyways, thank you so much for being here again, Bo. Um, You Always. are definitely coming back. We're going to have more spiritual oh, yeah. chats after this because last Had time I think back. we touched on some, some crazy stuff. I, I can't even remember. I just, all I know is that I laugh being like, whoa, mind blown. Yeah, yeah that, <laughs> I have
1: that effect on people. Well, because all, literally uh, all I do all day is listen to stuff that like makes me go, whoa, mind blown. So when I get out, I got to tell everybody, I'm like, yo guys, did you know that the universe is like this? Like, what? Like <laughs> Actually,
0: so. actually, I wanted to read you this text message. My aunt, yeah. uh, she's a Reiki master mm. um, and she lives in Vancouver and I, oh man, I've been wanting to go out and visit her for a while because she actually yeah. has a little like, well I don't know if it's like a clinic or wellness area in her house where she she has clients and whatnot. Anyway, she texted me. She said, thought I'd share as of yesterday, all the planets are now in retrograde, which apparently is a time for introspection and solidifying our intentions on the inside. Lunar eclipse on the 11th brings uh, begins the shifts of new awareness from our inside to our external.
1: Oh, damn.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I didn't, I don't know, I did not know that all the planets could be retrograde all at once. Like, you always hear about <laughs> Mercury, and then, like, and, like, you always fear, and then Mercury retrograde, and so, then now, like, everything's in retrograde, so,
1: so it's now cool. now, like, currently, right now, As everything. As of yesterday,
0: mm-hmm. Wednesday the 8th,
1: just, I believe. Just everything's in retrograde everything now. Everything is right now. Oh, man.
0: I mean, yeah. she, didn't, she didn't tell me when it finishes <laughs> but uh, not, not only, only that Mercury, but there's an eclipse on the 11th too so that'll be strong too yeah I think everyone is just just all, all of what we need to deal with is coming to the service and new beginnings are happening and I, I see that in my life for sure
2: mm-hmm. for sure
0: mm-hmm. A lot of like my insecurities just with like we've been talking about with, you know, just wanting people to like me and whatnot. I'm I'm truly at a point of just dealing with it right now and I'm I'm starting to feel the release of just being like more content. And amazing. even just having conversations like this, where I'm with people that are a little farther along in terms of releasing that, uh, have helped me as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I was in that same yeah. position too. I've always yeah. wanted people to like me, and then yeah, I just stopped caring. <laughs> well, like we
0: said, we had similar childhoods in terms of like feeling like we didn't really fit in and whatnot. So it makes yeah.
1: sense. Yeah, well, absolutely. So,
0: anyways, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for you having are me. It's amazing. Wonderful. It. And he will be back, guys. I know. I know you want him <laughs> back. He's coming back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wish um, I, I should be filming this actually I think the next time you come I'm going to film Because Bo's wearing like these These really cool hippie glasses <laughs> He wore it last time too And I just feel like like This is the kind of like, This is the kind of outfit That needs to be on film <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah, I will say I will agree with that.
0: Yeah, next time you come back, I'm definitely I'm gonna be figuring that out very soon. So cool.
1: If I start my podcast too, I'll get you on it too.
0: Yeah, man. Oh, I didn't know you were thinking about that.
1: I'm thinking about it. I do a weekly webinar every Tuesday at seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time
0: on live on Facebook
1: Live at facebookcom influence.
0: Oh, cool. Um, It's mainly like social
1: media and entrepreneur based, but um, yeah, I mean, I'd love to have you there. I I might end up doing some some stuff like. Out in Woodbridge, too. I don't know. We'll, s- we'll see how it goes. But, um, yeah, I'd love to have you on that, too.
0: Cool. And actually, very briefly, can you tell everybody where they can find you if they want to come check out what, you,
1: what yeah. you're up to? Uh, butterflyinfluence.com. Um, Facebook.com slash uh, Butterfly Influence. And your Instagram? Instagram, uh, Butterfly Influence. Instagram for me would be Bo Pinto. It's Bo spelled like beautiful, pronounced like bow tie. Pinto, like the car, the bean, and the horse. Um <laughs> true. Bo Pinto. <laughs> uh, and yeah. Um, or just send me some spiritual vibes and I'll connect to it and, and find you. Yeah, man, let's all spread <laughs> some love. Yeah.
0: I, I like that. If you want to support this podcast, go to patreon.com slash just love by Melissa. Okay. And along with becoming a Patreon member and supporting this podcast, you will also get my monthly Just Love calendar. And that just has little tasks of how you can spread love around your community and just uplift the vibrations of the people around you as well as, you know, yourself. (laughs) So there's that as well as I have a monthly meditation that I create and record and I give to you just for supporting me. So, patreon.com slash just love by Melissa is where you can head on over there to do that. But yeah, I love you guys so, so much. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I had such a fun time talking to Bo as I always do. Like I said earlier, he will definitely be coming back. I will definitely be bringing back actually quite a few people so far. Uh, So look forward to that. And again, thank you so much for supporting me and listening. I so appreciate all the love and support. Love you guys so, so much. Namaste.